Well, welcome to Christ Journey Church. My name is Bill White, Senior Pastor of the Christ Journey family here in South Florida, and we're glad to welcome you from wherever you are connecting with us this day and inviting God's blessing upon you and upon your loved ones. This is a very special day, Mother's Day in the USA, but it's also the second week that we are in a series called Mature-ish. And for that, I'm very thankful to uh, the sons and daughters of our pastor's family. The artwork that you see behind me in this beautiful set design, Elijah and Josiah Foho, Hannah, Levi, and Jacob Reed. Thank you so much, you guys, this is beautiful, and you're helping us to share God's love with people who are connecting with us from all over the world. Now, we wanna pay tribute and say, thank God for mamas. Don't you want to do that? I've already called my mother today. It's Mother's Day. I want to encourage you. Listen to me. Call your mother. If you're able, if you're if you're able to be together with her, then enjoy that. But for some of us, we're separated by distance. Call your mother. Now it's okay to text her, to send her a card, to send her a gift, to get some flowers. That's all good. But listen to me. Call your mother. Why? Because she needs to hear the sound of your voice and feel the love in your heart. Right? So, I love you, Mother. Happy Mother's Day. Glad to celebrate. Wish we could be together. Uh, but if you're wondering, how does Mother weigh in with Preacher? I can tell you. An ounce of Mother is worth a pound of Preacher. I saw this cartoon with a psychologist who was sitting with a client and said, you know, I think I'm beginning to see the issue. You spend 50% of your energy on your job, 50% of your energy on your husband, and 50% of your energy on your children. It's starting to become clear to me. Now, ladies, if you can feel that one, then our creatives have put something together today just for you. Let's go, moms. Come on.
man, I feel like a mama. Did he just say, I think I'm bleeding? You know what, after months of quarantine, literally, perhaps all of us have reason to say, man, I feel like a mama. But no disrespect, ladies, none deserve this more than mothers among us. But Mother's Day, I mean, Mother's Day can be challenging. For some of us, uh, it was not a welcome experience. And you know what I'm talking about. For others of us, motherhood, biological motherhood, isn't possible. For others of us, mom just wasn't so nice. And so it brings up painful memories. And you know what? Even for the best scenarios among us, where it seems like moms have got it going on, it's still like, this is not an easy road, is it? So why celebrate Mother's Day? Well, I can give you an answer. Here it is. It is still, with all of its heartaches and hardships and broken hearts and dreams, it is still God's plan to get love and caring to our lives. Without mothers, we wouldn't be here. And uh, it's true physically, but it's also true spiritually, right? In his first letter to the people of the little Greek town, Thessalonica, Paul writes this, we were gentle among you, like a mother, caring for her children. The word translated mother here is all about TLC, tender loving care, like a nursing mother cherishing the child in her arms. That's the image that's going on. That's how spiritual parents help God's newborns. Last week we talked about newborns become infants and toddlers. Just like we grow through stages physically, so also spiritually. And God provides TLC, God-sized, tender, loving care for his spiritual little ones so that we can grow big and strong. Verse eight, this is Paul writing. We loved you so much that we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well, because you had become dear to us. That's what mothers do. This is the language of motherhood. Mother gives her life in time, energy, and heart, so a newborn can grow to be mature-ish, right? I saw an article, Forbes magazine. It was reporting what was at the time a new survey by salary.com on what stay-at-home moms should be charging for uh, a year for their work. And uh, the 10th year of the annual survey had gathered information from almost 7,000 mothers, and then congealed the duties down into 10 categories. Here they are. CEO, psychologist, cook, daycare center teacher, housekeeper, laundry machine operator, computer operator, facilities manager, janitor, and van driver. You know, 10 jobs in one person beyond what most workers ever experience in a workday. And that was before COVID, by the way. The this year's survey said the salary should be, you ready for this? Drum roll, $162,581. So big shout out 
to mom, thank you for all you do. Thank you for doing it through all this craziness that we are experiencing right now. And uh, thank you for your love. You know, in this series, we're taking a closer look at the continuum of growth that believers experience as we become mature-ish spiritually. And you can see the stages that I've listed here from newborn all the way up to responsible reproducing adult. You can see that we are riding a metaphor here, but not without reason and not without biblical precedent. The New Testament says that every believer begins their journey by being a spiritual newborn and then immediately starts growing by feeding on the milk of the word. This is a nursing infant. Where Paul, this is where Paul's image of a, nurse, a nursing mother is right on point. When babies are little, they need what Pastor Ryan said, not only as newborns, but infants and toddlers, they need to stay clean, to stay fed, and to stay loved. Now, spiritually speaking, you know what happens? You stay clean, if you're new in the faith, you stay clean through prayer. And the Holy Spirit puts his finger on what needs to be changed and then implements forgiveness and brings cleaning. We stay fed through the word. Bible reflection, as you get in the word and the word gets in you, then your soul gets fed and then you stay loved. That happens in community as we do life with other believers. And as mothers lead the way in our physical development, biological families, so also spiritual mothers, and fathers and leaders and teachers and mentors, we call them parents and grandparents and godparents on this chart, they do it for us spiritually. Can you think of someone who gave you God-sized TLC, tender loving care, in your early Christian life? Doesn't have to be female, but somebody who loved you like a mother. That's what Paul said, I loved you like a mother. God used Lila Wilson in my life, 81-year-old shut-in lady, but she was God's ordained caregiver to help me in my spiritual life. Also, a young pastor named Kid Dodson was there for me. Prophet Isaiah quotes God himself saying this, chapter 66, verse 13, as a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. Jesus said this, Matthew 23, 37, how often I would have gathered you as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. This is the protective covering of a mother. Jesus is saying, I'm loving you like a mother. And then Paul, or Peter, I mean, Peter says, 1 Peter 1, says, believers should love each other deeply from the heart. That means at full intensity. Literally, it means to stretch out fully, to cover, to go all out to love one another. That's mother love. Isaiah talks about it. Jesus talks about it. Paul talks about it. Peter talks about it. And, and uh, the mother love that they're talking about is the kind of love that provides TLC where we can find a safe place under an all out tender loving care. And God wants his spiritual children to have that. We need it. Not only when we're little physically, but also spiritually, which raises this question. How would you know if you are still really young in your spiritual life? You have any idea? I mean, the Bible tells us that you're taking your first steps of faith. You're learning now how to hear God's word and apply it by faith. 
That lets you know it's your first time. Or you're still learning how to pray, your first words in prayer, talking to God. That lets you know that if you're still learning how to get comfortable praying, then that could, this could be talking specifically about you here. Now, by the way, don't be insulted. If that's you, if you feel like that's you, embrace your stage and then grow there, right? This is the way upward and onward. Embrace your stage and grow there. You won't be there long as you do that, but each step, each word, each one is precious to God. Each cry is precious to God. You know, mothers, mothers know their babies cry whether it's an infant or a toddler. I mean, and they tend to cry easy and often, right? Uh, but a mother knows the cry. Sometimes the cry means, I'm lonely, come get me. Sometimes the cry means, I'm dirty, come change me. Sometimes the cry means, I'm hurt, come help me. Sometimes the cry just means, I'm mad, can you feel me? But a mother knows the cry, right? Now you're gonna love this verse, Psalm 56, verse eight. David is writing of God and he says this, you have collected all of my tears in your bottle. So tender and attentive is God in his love that David feels safe bringing his tears there. He says, you have recorded each one in your book. Now, some of you have baby books. You know what a baby book is. That's where a mom or a parent writes the baby's first word or first step, or maybe cuts a piece of their first haircut, you know, and that lock of hair is there in that baby book or early artwork, you know, first drawings. Like right now, this isn't the first drawing, but I, my grandson West recently sent me some of his art, an alligator, big mouth, big teeth, Right? See that? Feel that? Five years old. And, uh, and his 18-month-old little brother also sent me some too. So I wanted to put cedars up so that you could feel that with me. But when David wrote this artistic piece, Psalm 56, he had been taken captive by the Philistines in Gath. Gath was where Goliath was from. Remember that story, David and Goliath? So whatever was going on in David's life at that time had brought him to tears, and then what did David do? He brought his tears to God. What does a little boy in tears need? Well, that's what he's writing about. I need a safe place where I can find TLC that is God-sized in the middle. Uh, when I am surrounded by my enemies, God is tender toward me. Now our family ministry has tools like these that are available to help us as parents understand early childhood. They say parents need to embrace a child's physical need. We need to let them know that they're okay. We need to help them feel safe, discover and develop their senses. And just like a newborn, a toddler or a preschooler needs to be fed and cleaned and loved. But now we're taking those to another level. Now food means solids, not just milk. Paul said, you know, I wanted to give you solids, but you were still on milk, 1 Corinthians 3. Uh, so, but in a preschooler's life, physical preschooler, they move from a sippy cup, I mean, to a sippy cup from a bottle, 
Cleaning means now sort of, you know, those pull-ups, those big kid diapers that you do it yourself. So a child is starting to take some responsibility to start cleaning himself up or feeding himself, helping out here. And then being carried as a kid now moves to rolling and crawling and then getting up and walking on your own. So we see the progression taking place there, but other needs also start rising. The need for comfort in trouble, the need for courage to face fear, the need for consistency to create security for a child, and then the need for cultivating self-control. That all happens when you're a spiritual infant or toddler as well. And those ideas can be pursued further in the family ministry resources. But here, I just wanna say, do you see any spiritual parallels? Remember, early spiritual growth stages are all feed me stages. Feed me, feed me, feed me, feed me, right? So if you're still depending on someone else to put spiritual food on the table ready for you to eat, then you may be in your spiritual infancy your spiritual toddlerhood. Don't be insulted by that. I'm just Because you know what? You, we never outgrow the need for food and nourishment or to the appreciation of a meal well-prepared and served. That's not what this is talking about. Here's what I mean. If you don't eat unless someone else is serving you the spiritual nourishment, then you may still be a spiritual preschooler. If you're trying to learn how to walk, to take steps of faith, and you're still learning and falling and learning and getting up and falling down, well, to trust God's word and to find his balance and applying the commands of Jesus to your life, then you may be in your spiritual childhood. Don't be insulted by that. Instead, <laughs> embrace your stage and grow there. Nothing wrong with being a spiritual child when a spiritual child is what you are. Nothing wrong with being a preschooler when that's your developmental level. Actually, preschoolers are fun to have around. Never a dull moment, always some excitement going on. Same thing with spiritual preschoolers. But you may be wondering, what do I do to grow to the next level? Okay, well, that's where I want to turn some practical thinking right now. First, stay curious. This is valuable. Hold on to it. Keep learning. Explore. Try stuff. Try feeding yourself. Try obeying Jesus' commands. Try walking by faith and stepping forward in the Bible. You know, when a preschooler goes mobile, you suddenly have to childproof your house in a whole new way, right? I mean, when, when a child goes from rolling over to crawling to standing to walking to running, it's a whole new world. First, it's a world of excitement for a kid who's saying, look what I can do. And it's a New world of pride for a grown-up who says, well, look what he can do. Look what she can do. But it's also a world of danger. Hey, what if they do? And so grown-ups got to start uh, moving the breakables to a higher shelf or start padding the corners of that table that's within range or uh, plugging every outlet, electrical outlet in the house. Why? What we're learning is curiosity is also an opportunity for discovering boundaries, for learning how to appreciate boundaries. Well, so also in the spiritual life. You may start sensing God creating boundaries for you and saying things, prompting you in the spirit, saying things like this, no, don't use that word. 
We don't use that word. No, don't treat people like that. We don't treat people like that. Or no, I'm not gonna answer that prayer for you. It's not time yet. You know, so no, if, if as a spiritual child, you start hearing God saying no, that doesn't mean God is mad at you. What it means is he is joining the journey with you and trying to keep you safe as you grow. You're in a curiosity stage and boundaries are appropriate in that stage. So stay curious, but then you also want to stay real. What does that mean? Well, when you're a preschooler, staying real means you got to give yourself permission to fail, and to feel. Now, preschoolers do that a lot. But when they fail, they get back up and, and when they, they voice what they feel, you know? Well, spiritually as well. I'm thinking, give yourself permission to what? To not have to get it right the first time, every time. Perfectionism may haunt you in this stage and you need to give yourself permission. And then when you start feeling things like not feeling like you used to feel or feeling like you failed somehow and Feeling, you know what? It's so helpful to talk to a spiritual parent about your feelings. A spiritual mother, a spiritual mentor, a spiritual guide. When I was a little guy, I loved to wrestle with my dad. And so now I wrestle with my grandsons. I'm not the only one who does that, right? I mean, when Lisa was a kid, her dad raised cattle. And so you know what he used to tell his kids? Mess with the bull, get the horn. And then mom would say something like, somebody's gonna get hurt from the kitchen, you know? And, and usually it happened and then they'd cry. And I mean, it happened with my dad, I would cry. And, uh, and yet the wrestling continued. I'm thinking when we are little kids spiritually, God also lets us wrestle. He lets us wrestle with circumstances that feel a lot larger than we are. Sometimes he lets us wrestle with him in prayer as a father that doesn't answer the way we want. Sometimes he lets us go through things we don't understand. And sometimes you feel like you're getting this big no from God and, and we just wanna cry or we wanna cry out. But here's where God cherishes us and comforts us and loves us like a mother and cares for us and never wants and wants us to never Stop believing. He never wants us to stop believing. Which brings us to the third application. Stay at it. Keep trusting daily. Keep praying daily. Eat daily bread. Take daily steps. Exercise your faith daily. And as you find your groove and get on the move with God, you stay curious, you stay real, and you stay at it. Matthew chapter 4, verse 24 was a tremendous verse of encouragement for me in my early spiritual childhood. I, you know, I was so hungry, I just couldn't get enough of the Bible at the time, but I didn't want somebody else feeding me all the time either. So I started reading the Bible for myself every day, many times a day. I took it with me everywhere I would go, and when I'd read it and something popped out, you know what I would do? I would, I would underline it, I would highlight it on the page, I would write it on a card, and then I would try to memorize it. And one of those verses was Mark 4, 24, where Jesus says this, consider carefully what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And even more 
Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what has he has will be taken from him. I don't think I understood the last part, but the first part meant this to me. I would grow spiritually at the pace that I chose. And um, Jesus said, the measure that I use is the one that will be used back on me. So I was hearing this, if I go all the way with God, then I will get God's all the way with me. And if I don't do squat, then I'm gonna lose what I got. But the pace of my spiritual development, the pace of my growth was up to me and Jesus. And I remember thinking, if that's how it is, and my growth doesn't depend on anyone but me and the measure I use and the Lord who measures back to me what I'm using, then I can set my own pace and God will respond to my faith. And I wanna tell you, that's not only true about me, it's true about you. It's true about every one of us. The measure you use is the measure God uses back with you. We love him because he first loved us and he's giving us a chance to respond in faith to his call of love here. If you feel like you're a spiritual preschooler, then what can you do? I wanna tell you, stay curious, stay real, stay at it, but don't stay where you are. God wants you to grow. He wants you to grow to your full measure of all the fullness of God. So embrace your stage and grow there. And the measure you use is the measure God will use to bring blessing back to you. Would you pray with me? Thank you, Lord, for the promise from your word. Thank you that you love us like a mother loves her children that you give yourself to us fully, that you stretch yourself out over us completely, that you offer your life for us, absolutely, and that in Christ, your love is always here for us, and by your Spirit, you fill us to the measure of the fullness of God at every age and stage of our spiritual development. I'm praying for somebody today who has realized, hey, maybe, I'm a spiritual preschooler and it's time for me to grow. So I pray you would feed them, but I pray that you would also lead them to take the next step in their growth. And Lord, I'm praying for those who are thinking I would love to be loved like that. Can I tell you, friend, you already are and you can receive God's love right now through a prayer like this. God, I believe you love me and sent Jesus. You came in Jesus for me to give your life to me and for me. You died on the cross for me. You rose from the dead so that my sins might be removed as an obstacle. And now I can enter fully into fellowship with you. I receive you as my savior and now desire to follow you as my Lord, my spiritual parent. In your name I pray. Amen.